Welcome to our weekly Wednesday shir. Once again, being given on Wednesday afternoon. Shir is Nishmas every week. Another chassid of Shalom Benishia and Gabriel Melech Shalom Ben Yamiyets Shalita Shiyuchia. The famous story always told, and we repeat over and over and over, unfortunately, because that's, that's the monotony of everything, is the story of the lady that was sitting in a shul, Pashvayeshev. She was looking into the Ivritaych. The Ivritaych is the, on the bottom of the Chumash, <coughs> so the, it says the words in Yiddish, translates it. She was also looking, in, basically on the bottom of the Piddush in Yiddish. And came to the story, to the happening of Mechidus Yasef, telling of Yasef. And she started to cry something terrible. This poor child, 17 years old, they took, they took him, they sold him as a slave, innocent, defenseless, nabuch, 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 crying and bawling inconsolably. It was a show, it was a spectacle. So needless to say, the next year, Pash Vayeshev, the word got around, what happened last year, and all the women came to see this spectacle once again. And once again she's sitting there, and she's reading, and she's listening to the Kriya and she's reading the Yiddish, and she doesn't flinch. Doesn't blink an eye. Excuse me, after Kriya they ask her, my high last year, you bawling, you crying, this year, no reaction whatsoever. She said, last year I had Achmanus on him. This year he was a shaitan. He went back again. He deserves it. Nothing in this Teda is a story. Nothing in Teda is a <coughs> sorry happening. It doesn't have a life lesson to us. For us, the beginning of the Pasha, we hear about Yosef's dreams, as is Yosef was not in the greatest standing with his siblings. There was a tremendous jealousy or animosity between them. It was not between them, it was only one-sided. Yosef had no problem with anybody. The brothers, on the other hand, couldn't get along with him. They couldn't take what his father was doing. And... This expressed itself, this showed itself, and this actually came out in their actions, in their way of talk. Yosef, Yosef had dreams. Needless to say, Yosef wasn't a fool. And that said, we would tend to question his motives or his logic. 
behind disclosing his dreams. I mean, nobody wants to hear your dreams. And especially <coughs> the way you're telling these dreams. You're more than just implying, you're more than just hinting as to what the future has in store. Telling your siblings that you're going to rule over them. They're going to bow down to you. Whether it be with your stalks of wheat, whether it be with the stars and the sun and the moon. His father kept quiet. Although his father, when the star and the moons, the dream of the star, the sun and the moons, the sun and the moon, his father did question the validity of the actual dream since Jesus' white mother had already passed. So obviously she's not coming down to come to bow down to you. Pasha goes fast pace. <coughs> and Yaakov tells Jesus to go to find out where the brothers are. He goes down to the brothers and Here's a big dreamer. Let's kill him and see what's going to happen with his dreams. It's your brother. Your father's son. Kill him? Really? You're going to kill your sibling, because you're jealous. He did nothing. He did nothing wrong to them. The fact that his father paid him attention, the father gave him a his passim. What could Yosef have done? So they legalized this because Yasef spoke Lashon Hara about them. He spoke Lashon Hara to his father when the brothers were eating it, Menachai, whatever it was. And therefore, they paskin, shall we say, that he's Chayv Misa. And therefore they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill him. Louvain understood It's not how things work. So Reuven insisted, let's put him in the, in the interim, I have to go back to the father, because Yasef's here now. Someone has to go look after the father, Biyama was young. So until I get back, keep him in the ditch. <coughs> and then we'll see what to do. Tells us the Tata. They found a ditch. It was empty with no water. Rashi, defending the Muhammad and the Mikra, immediately says, if you said Abay Lake, the bird was empty, and it doesn't make sense, you no reason to add that. Rashi answers, There was no water, but there were snakes and scorpions. Yimara tells us, 
Tell the middle light switch, please. Thank you. The Yamada tells us that when a person speaks Lashon Hara or tells lies, they're punishable by snakes and scorpions. And therefore, this was another trial that they were putting through. Put Yosef in the ditch with the Nachon Nechashen Vakravim. And we'll see if he's in essence a true and honest fellow. They won't bother him. And if they eat him, kill him, whatever it is, we'll know why. And this is what we teach the children in school. This is how the children are taught that the Nechashen Vakrav was a trial for Yosef. No. Child listening is a Kabbalah Selnik. And he accepts what you tell him. Bank with complete faith. So I will ask you a question. They threw him in the dish to see if he's culpable, to see if he's indeed guilty. And they brought him out of the ditch and they found that he was alive still and the Chashem HaKram did not bother him. He's innocent. He's innocent. Why are you now selling him? Why are you still looking to punish him? He proved his innocence. Hashem proved his innocence. What was your motive at this point? They come back and they tell the father, Yasef was killed. Father, unfortunately, sits Shiva. Shakenim gedacht, no father should ever sit, no mother should ever sit Shiva for a child. Tells us the Tereva Yakumu Kobanov Kobanesov the Nakhme, all his sons and daughters got up to condone, to give condolences. Vayimoyen lehis Nakhim. Yaakov did not find any solace in what they were telling him. And we don't know what the kasha is, but Rashi answers it. Rabbi Yehuda Eimer says Rashi, Achayis to Umais Neldu im Kol Shevet V'Shevet V'Nasum. Twin sisters were born to eat Shevet, and they married them. Obviously, before Matera is allowed. Why add the word V'Nasum? Why are we telling the child that the Shvatim married their sisters? What does that have to do with the Pashtun Pshat and the Pasuk? The Kasha that Rashi has, the question that Rashi really has, really, all his sons and daughters, In some houses they're insignificant, but in-law children are in-law children. If his sons and daughters came, where were the sons-in-law and daughters-in-law? Where were their spouses? Did they not come to Menachal? They're watching the kids? What? I mean. And therefore Rashi answers, <laughs> they're one on. They were all married, but to one another. And therefore, there were no daughters and no sons-in-law. The daughters-in-law and sons-in-law were the sons of the children, sons and daughters. And that we mentioned in the Pasuk. So that's why Rashi, brazenly or boldly, 
gives us this explanation. So the end of the parsha, we hear a story. All this that happened, all that transpired. Chotu Mashke Melech Yitzrayim Vaifa. The one in charge of the wines and the one in charge of the baking sinned. They did something wrong. Rashi says, What's these things? The fish is gila, Asa Arura, Asa Tzadik, Since it was commonplace, this Arura, the Tzadik, mm-hmm. in the mouth of everybody that speaks to him, Hevelem Akadosh Baruchu. Surchonim shall elu. Sheifno lehem v'leilov. They should turn to him, turn to them, and not to him. They heard another thing. Shetovi avocha letzadik ayudeim. They should become a avocha, profitable to the tzadik through their hands. We don't understand this. The second explanation of Rashi that this whole mishap of the Saramashkin and Saraifin were in order to so he should have a profit through them. We see the rest of the Psukim, continuation of the Psukim. Just that, that it tells that through the Saramashkin came Harvacha Yasef. And what did Rashi see to Mechadish, another Pirish? Yeah, order with honey, please. Mechadish, <coughs> another Pirish. That's not mentioned at all in the Pasuk. And the story of the Saramashkim, the Saraifen, was in order to eliminate the, ba- the rumor that was put out against the Malaysh Patifar. That's the case. Why does it come for the first one? The first explanation. So perhaps you could say the sheet of Rashi is in every place, whenever the main thing it says, whatever it says after this happening, not like all other Mephoshim, all other commentaries that say after the story that just happened. Dover being a lotion of Indian. Rather, Rashi says, Dvarim is the word of Diburim. Conversations. Dover, Lashon, Dibur. An example, according to the Pasuk, Vayugad, it was told. Rashi explains, Haya Avram, Mahar, Avram Avram was considering, and he said, and this is Akhara Dvaramela. What he was considering to say. According to this, therefore, is answered, Pashtas. What is Rashi in our case saying? Rashi had a question. Akhara Dvaramela, Khatu. After this happening, they sinned. We don't find any talk beforehand. Which are Shaykh to the sin. Of the Saraifim and the Saramashim. Therefore, Rashi explains that the Apostle comes to let us know that the world Diburim and the Tayra doesn't tell it to us. Sherigila is Arura as a Tzadik, Bifikulam the Dabarbe. It was a commonplace thing, they used to curse out the Tzadik. And the Hemshik to the words, 
that HaKadosh Baruch made this whole happen, story happening take place. And we know that in the Pesukim it says that through this comes Yesus Harvach. Therefore he explains another reason. There's another Kavana here. Then it comes the Arvach of the Tzadik came through their hands. So Yasef says, I'm in prison. You guys are getting out. One of you are going to live, one is going to die. Please do me a favor. Put in a good word for me by Parai. Wow. That's wow. Yosef asking his salvation to come through the hands of a guy. Tells us the Tater. Saramashkim remained alive, did not remember Yosef. And he forgot him. Because Yosef relied on this fellow's remembering him. Because Yosef relied that they should be his salvation, the salvation should come through them, they did not remember him. Tells us the Rashi, because Yosef relied on them to remember him. He was imprisoned another two years. It says in Pesach, how good it is to the person that the name of God is where he has faith. In the beginning it says, He sinned. The wine butler sinned. Rashi explains what we just said. Okay, we said this, we explained this now. Which means to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned around the entire circumstance of the Mashke and Melech Mitzrayim and the Eifer, they should come into the prison, the prison that Yosef was in, in order to bring her vacha to the tzaddik through them. And in the continuation of the pasuk in the next parsha, Mikates, Shayideza Shara Mashkim is Kriyatzev Neifari. 
through this, the Saramashkim mentions Yosef to Pari and comes to tell the trans to interpret his dream. So luckily Yosef shields him based on Yosef benefits because he goes out of the prison. Okay, we have a contradiction here in Rashi. In the beginning and in the end, in the beginning he says, Rashi, that the Sibbe, why the Saripari was imprisoned in the base of the place where Yosef was. According to this, since Yosef knew that this was the reason that the Saripari were rolled into this room, he should have behaved that way. And therefore he asked the Saramashkin to mention him before Pari. Adrab. If Yezid would not have used this opportunity to ask the Saramashkin, he would have caused detriment to the mission that Akash Baruch put the guy through. To have brought him here to the prison, to the cell where Yosef was. Hashem will be It's again the same, another one of the stories that we repeat over and over, where the fellow drowns because Akash Baruch sent him a boat and a helicopter and everything, and he said that Akash Baruch himself will come and save him. And when he comes to Mila, he says to Akash Baruch I had full been talking to you. Why did you let me drown? He's only really sent you the boat, the helicopter, and everything else. Who sent you this? These people were sent to you for your salvation. No. So what's the stuff? If you wouldn't have asked them to mention you, you would have been deleting the purpose. And also, according to this, we understand. Rashi writes at the end that since Yosef turns to Saramashkin and he asks from him to mention him before Pari, therefore he was punished. Huskukli is also Another two years. What was the Yosef sin? He asked Saramashkin to mention him before Pari. And for this he's punished to sit in jail for two years. The whole reason the Saripari ended up over there to be with Yosef in order to bring the Havacha to the Tzaddik through them. So he had to do what he did. He had to do it. Why punishment? So severe yet too. And the explanation is a simple one. The reason that Yosef was punished and even though that they're coming to the prison in Yosef's cell was in order to help out Yosef it's understood from what Ashi says they should tell about Yosef the Zichri. Yosef depended on them to mention him, to remember, to remember him. So the way the Pasuk says it, they put on the road, they didn't go to anyone else. If that's the case, they should, Rashi should have written in the way of the Pasuk. They should put all of Yesu, because Yesu turned to him. And the Afal began, Rashi changes from the Lashon of the Pasuk, if they should tell about Yesu, Yesu was relying on him. What's the explanation? Tolobi. Hung it, hung it on him. 
שדובר, שבוי הדובר תולי. In him, the whole thing is, is uphanging, as it's saying in Yiddish. It's dependent. Which means to say that Yosef's leaving prison was dependent on the fact that Saramashkin would mention him to Pari. If he mentions him, he'll go free. If he doesn't mention him, he won't. That's a little much credence here. And that was the sin, therefore, of Yosef. Turning to the Saramashkim to mention him before Parai It wasn't just in the passing. Hey, by the way, put in a good word for me. But rather it says, Tolo. He literally hung his hat on this. So to say that his whole salvation could only come through the Saramash. Meaning to say, Yosef had to believe, had to do something according to nature, to turn to the Saramashkin to mention him to Pari. That was the reason that Saramashkin ended up in the, in the cell. In order to bring Avakal and Sadiqal there. But the in here is that he had to do it with Betoch and Gomer, that this is all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not to hang it on the bus, on the Sarah Mashkin. And this is therefore Rashi writes, Mipnei Shetola Boi Yesef Lezichrei. He hung everything on this, on the balance. Therefore, he was punished with two more years of prison. Now we understand where Rashi goes to the great length to finish off Ashrei Agever Ashashem Hashem Iftachi. How good it is for the person that pay, that puts his belief, his bitachin, in Hakadosh Baruch Because the intention here is to explain and to stress the sin of Yosef, Tola by Yosef. Opposite of Asher Gever Shem Shemtachi, which again brings us back to the old foolish joke of the fellow that falls off the cliff and is looking down at a ten thousand foot drop, and he's holding on to a branch for his dear life, and he calls up and he says, "Rebbeinu Shalom, save me, please save me." And he hears a heavenly voice. Baskil, do you believe in me? He says, yes, I believe in you. Complete faith, I have complete faith. Leave go of the branch. He looks down at the 10,000 foot drop. Looks back up to heaven. And says, anybody else up there can help me? Fact of the matter. How many times do we say, Hashem, help me? Come through for me. But we don't really mean it. Not that we don't mean it, but we don't, it doesn't penetrate our essence. We're still saying that we have control as to how things should turn out. Fact is, 
when we say animam and bemunish reima. It's with a full emunah. There's no wishy-washiness behind that. We believe and we need to believe fully, fully it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that does, will, and always will come through for us. Obviously it gets a little bit hard. A little bit hard in the fact that we don't converse with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He told a story of a Yid in Russia, the old communist Russia. It's the Polish Diamonds. One day he was on his way to work and he passed the shul. And the Yid was standing there crying and begging and pleading. I have to the yard site, I need a minion. He said, Listen, I gotta get to work, I'm gonna be late. And the guy begged him, Please, please, the father's yard site. I need to say Kaddish. He said, okay, he came inside. I'll help him. I can still make it on time to work. But he came in, he wasn't the tenth guy. And until the minion got together, until they davened, until they said the Kaddishim, the diamond polisher told him, but the diamond polisher realized he's very late for work, and that was not a good thing. And then the guy said, please, there's Tikkun, you got to say L'chaim. So he sat down, took some vodka, some zainas, now he told him, I've got to run, I'm sorry. And he started running to the Diamond Center, and as he got there, an acquaintance met him outside and said, run for your life. Everyone inside was arrested, Ahmad al-Sun. He escaped, and because of that, he managed to come to live through the trials and circumstances and come to Israel with his diamonds. Uri Streslisk. It's called the Sarif of Streslik. Streslisk. Fiery Tzadik. He served the Kaddish Baruch in a very passionate way. And from his Talmudim, his Chassidim, he also demanded perfection. And he wouldn't take any Chassidim, he wouldn't accept the new Chassid, until the person showed a great degree in perfection in Amunah. Two men once came to him, hoping to become his his Talmudim, his Chassidim, Rabbi, very asked. He asked as follows. The Rabbi very asked as follows. If you see a few strands of straw fall to the ground, do you believe that this is Ashkacha Pratis? few stalks the fact that they fell and where they fell is all part of Hashem's master plan 
And they were honest, and they said, we're not at that level. They couldn't imagine that it makes a difference that Kadosh Baruch where these stalks of wheat would fall, and how they would fall. Why should Kadosh Baruch be interested in these few in such trivial manners? Matters. Everybody said, "I'm sorry. If you don't believe, you're not ready to join my 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 chassidim." A few days later, these two people returned. We now believe that even straw falls to the ground. Exactly which straw, and when it falls, and where it falls, is all planned by Hashem. And he said, what made you change your minds? So we were thinking about Amunah and realized that if a catastrophe would occur, we would believe it's from Hashem. For example, if a lion, a bear, enters the town, causes damage, we have no doubt that it's from HaKadosh Baruch this happened. An occurrence of such importance doesn't just happen by itself. Then we thought, compared to Hashem's greatness, that everything, no matter how big or small, is all from Hashem. And if Hashem has Hashem over matters we consider significant, why shouldn't Hashem have Hashem over what looks, seems to be trivial to us. This is a darga and amuna, a level in amuna that we, a degree of amuna that we have to all strive to get to to ascertain. Everything that happens, large or small, it's predestined by a kaddish baruch. Rabbi Cheskel the taught a person who walks a thousand steps a day and doesn't believe that each step was predestined by Hashem. His bracha, Amechim Mitzadi Govern, which means he prepares the steps of a man, would be a bracha of Atala. This is therefore the Amuna that was required of Yosef with no pshadas. is therefore required of each and every one of us. The Pasha starts off a Yeshiv Yaakov. Chazal tell us, B'Reshis Rabba, B'Kish Yaakov Leishiv B'Shalva. Yaakov wanted to retire. He wanted to settle down. Jumped upon him this episode of anger, of wrath of Yosef. Tzadikim that ask and they request to rest, to sit and to retire. Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, Le'dayin ala tzadikim. It's not enough for the tzaddikim. What's ready? What's awaiting them in Elam Haba? They want to rest in this world too. So, simple words. It seems Yaakov wanted leisha b'shalva, not a accepted action by a tzaddik. And it was so not acceptable, it was almost a sin. 
Shocking. How is it possible, Yaakov? The Mivchan of the Ovis, the chosen of all the forefathers, should do something that's not Chiyuvi, according to Taylor. More so, from the continuation of the Maim Chazal, it comes out, this is the way of Sadiqim in general. Sadiqim Mavakshim Levish Mishalva. Sneaking want to just settle down. If that's the regular standard way of the tzaddikim, why is the Kodesh Baruch not happy with it? Let's scrutinize why is it a tzaddik wants to go on vacation. Looking for the easy way out? Seriously. But the truth is, it's clear when a tzaddiki, a true tzaddik, wants to settle down, they have God fearing intentions. They want to settle, shalva, menucha, in order that they can elevate their Avedis Hashem and to make greater the name of HaKadosh Baruch in the world. Without all the other sidekicks and problems. If that's the case, why does HaKadosh Baruch say they die in the Tzadikim? It's not enough for the Tzadikim what they're getting in the Mahabha. Because a Shalva like this, even though that they're looking to almost peel back. This is not what they're in this world for. It's all for Elam Haba. There it's the Kimsit and the Nenem is of Ashkina. Kimskor only Yimad Abrachas. Yud Zayin Amin Aleph. 17 side 1. In this world, we are tasked to serve and to work and to do our mission. And yes, it comes with a lot of non-beneficial frills, problems, hardships. And therefore, this Avedis Hashem, Shalva, is a reward for the tzaddikim. Not a, a job, a task. But still in all we find that Yaakov, at the end of his life, reaches to Shalva, a special retirement. And what is it, how is it explained that the 17 years that he sat in Mitzrayim, they were very <coughs> relaxing and peaceful. Restful. And therefore, Yaakov is now imposed upon with Regzish Yasef, this terrible Tsar, Khalila, Yaki was punished because he wanted to settle. This is a way of fulfilling the request of Yaakov. He wanted to settle, he wanted to relax. And therefore, we understand now the Pirisha But in that moment, he was not ready for that. Baruch wanted to punish him, he wanted him to enhance his request. So, what did the Baruch do? He causes Kofat's Allah Regzish Yasef. And through that, Yaakov was merit, merited to be to, to Shalva that he requested. 
And the explanation for this is, it's known, David is Hashem, from Tzarus, we serve God through Tzarus, through Tzar, through pain. The person reaches and achieves very high levels. The person overcoming the Tzarus and serves Hashem in spite of everything, He elevates everything to a higher level like Avedis Hashem. So when Yaki wanted to reach this level, therefore the Shalva needed to be able to, to come by with Regzei Yosef. And this was the Tzara that Achera has no reason for it, or purpose. Not like the Tzara that he had by love and Esav, he had to overcome the bad, to overcome the evil at that point. This caused the Yerida in the Matzah of Yaakov. Until Piyushim in Menashkina. Literally the Shkina separated from him. But Dafka, the fact that he overcame this test. Yaakov was fit now to sit the Shalva, the true Shalva which is Bechinus Elam Habo. Therefore, from here we see that it's possible to learn how Choshev Tfila Bakasha is for the Geula. The Shalva Amitis. Since HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mis'avet Tfilas Hashem Sadiqim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes, loves the Tfilas of Sadiqim. So when Yaakov Avinu requested the Shalva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered to him, and HaGadosh Baruch answer us as well to sit in Shalva Mekayim HaGadosh Baruch take it from Yad the Bakasha to bring the Gula Mitzvah Shleimah the Mashiach Tzitkenu in our speedily in our times in our day on this very Shabbos Chanukah we shall be in Shalayim Ira Kodesh Shabbat Shalom to all